0: Welcome to Here We Are, the podcast where we celebrate the beauty of being a nerd by learning about nerdy things from fellow nerds. I'm your host, Joy Blue. Today's guest is a Michelin-trained chef who specializes in following her curiosity towards all things culinary, savory, sweet, massive, hot, and everything in between. We're going to talk about so many fun food things. I could keep going, but why would I? Without further ado, here is Chef Haley Raff to tell us all about her career with foods.
1: My name is Haley Raff and I am the chef of Hard Bitten in Chicago. We are three years old and we make gourmet pop-tarts, cakes, catering, private chef, wholesale bakery. We also do the cheesecakes for Golden Girls and the Barbie doll pop-up cake pops. We're all over the
0: place. That's amazing. I have so many questions just about those individual items. I think you're known a lot for the Pop-Tarts. Is that correct?
1: Yes. The Pop-Tarts are what make the money so I can continue doing all the other fun stuff that I like doing.
0: That's amazing. You know, they pay the bills. Yep. Yep. And you make those and then sell them through retailers, right? Yes, we do. I need to find a place to get them. I'm starting to tell all my friends about you, and they're like, "Excuse me, where do we get them? So we deliver." Is- oh, this is very exciting. We will have a side discussion about this very shortly. Yeah. Okay. So somehow you got the idea about Pop Tarts. How long has that been around? So when I started Hardbitten
1: in the early pandemic, after I got laid off from my job, I was making Boston selling it, and I got really burned out really quickly of doing it because it got yeah. really busy. Yeah. And I was up till 5 a.m. every day making pasta. It was, it got to be too much. And I just started experimenting to see what else I could do and sell to kind of hope that I can continue the momentum and people would continue buying from me. I didn't want to fade away. I wanted people to just be like, yeah, I'm going This daily. can get this. And I came out with like my own line of pastries, which included the Pop-Tarts, cakes, cinnamon rolls, and they all just blew up. I have a really good resume because I've worked in, dining michelin restaurants for a majority of my career so people were like oh wow i'm michelin trained chef and cooking and doing on these pastries. let's get it let's try it and it just kind of kept growing and going from there and the pop tarts are just what blew up the mouths wow um, it's it was super intense and the reason i started making pop tarts is because i saw a baker in like texas who made pop tarts and hers were nice. I just saw it on Instagram. It was I was calling this person. And I was like, oh, the park would look cool, but I could make them better. And I was like, no one in Chicago was doing them. So I was like, I will try it. And it just, it worked. And it blew up. And we were two, when I say we, I mean we, because now I have a, a team. But for a year and a half, it was just me. I was two weeks out in order. And it was, it was tiring. It was really cool.
0: <laughs> wow. It all started with Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts is your foundation. They're still your foundation. I'm assuming there's a lot of things that you've tried and you kind of threw it against the wall. Some of them stuck, some of them didn't. Outside of the Pop-Tarts, what has been one of your favorite things that has stuck?
1: I would say the cakes. I've never done cakes before, like baking, decorating. And in the beginning, it was very sloppy and it was not great. And I had some wonderful customers who were just like, oh, oh, we don't care. want We're alien. We'll buy your cakes even though they were not what they look like right right now. But I learned how to do it properly and I figured out my own way of decorating in my own style. Yeah. Of cakes. And now it makes up a majority of our business as well. Of course, it doesn't triumph of tarts. But something I just kind of tried, I was like, I'll just give it a shot. How hard could it be? the cakes blew up on their own and now we're just, we're doing like anywhere between 8 to 15 cakes a week, which is a lot for us, especially because I'm the only one who does the cakes. Yeah, It's a lot for me and I deliver everything. So it's if I have more than like 12, I get a little stressed out.
0: Yeah, for sure. What I love Mm -hmm. about what I'm hearing you say is that you've just been continually following your curiosity. So like, yeah, you lost your job during COVID. A lot of us did. And then you creatively pivoted using what you had and what it sounds like is your creativity is still alive and very well, and you've done a good job of, of not moving into burnout. What's that been like for you?
1: I appreciate that. Thank you for all of the really nice things that you said. Burnout. So I, I experienced a bit of a burnout a little bit ago. I would say the end of last summer, and it's because ever since I started Heart of Bitten, it's been just nonstop. I am too afraid to just stop or to Mm -hmm. take a break because I want to always be there for your orders and for the people who want to place their orders. And I really Mm -hmm. wanted Hard Bitten to become something. I wanted to become something. And my history of working in kitchens, like where I come from, you don't take breaks, you don't have days off. You work fifteen hour days straight. Which I loved at them. And I still sometimes miss it. Yeah. But it's different when you work for yourself because I can't just go take a break. I can't go take a vacation. I can't call out of work today. Like right. people depend on me and I like the responsibility. It's just, it's just something that I had to just keep going. It's like a dark tunnel and then you see the bright end and you just have to kind of keep going at this point. Things are going too well through cause for a little while. And I'm, I'm not one of those people. I don't let people down. Yeah. So we continued
0: that is on one hand a very motivating place to be and on the other hand it's extremely exhausting
1: it's okay because i would much rather be working for myself than working for other people and be stressed about my business and i would rather be stressed about because of how busy we are than not so we continue
0: that's beautiful so you have your your good old staples you've learned a lot what is on the horizon? What are you excited about trying next? Where's your creativity taking you?
1: That is a very loaded question because I get asked that a lot, and yet I am a bit secretive about what my next steps will be because I don't like people knowing what I'm doing. I want I'm one of those people that just likes to move forward without other people knowing. I don't totally. post about I don't post about the good or bad. I just yep. post. Yep. I just talk about the medium and then. One day I'll be here, and then in two months I'll be up here because something, yep. something. I like to move quietly. I believe that we would be extending hard bitten a bit, but I really do miss kitchen. Huh. I don't miss the environment. I don't miss the people. I don't miss really anything except the food and the kitchen, like service of actually I like cooking for people in the heat. I might want to be in a restaurant again, and I'm. But I, again, don't see myself working for another person. So I don't know if I want to be the chef. I don't know what I want to do. I started hard bitten with the idea that this was not going to be like permanent. There's a reason I didn't open a restaurant and it's because I didn't want the overhead. I didn't want the responsibility and I didn't want to be tied to it. So what if I decide like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be able to just kind of close up and not do it anymore. So that is the position that I'm in. And that is what I want. I am someone who likes to think on my feet. I don't like planning very much. I don't like structure. So I want to, if in two months, I'm like, I don't really want to do this anymore. I don't know what I want to do. Or maybe I'm going to move it to another state or who knows. But I like having the option that this is just completely mine and I get to do whatever I want with it. So to answer your question, I don't fully know what I want to do. I do miss fine dining, but working for yourself is such a cooler, better environment for me. Yep. So I don't really see myself going back to it. I think I just miss the intensity of it yep. a bit. Um, I just like doing whatever I want every day. And I get to decline orders. I get to do more orders. Some weekends I have off because I don't have any events. Like I want to be able to do whatever I want. Yep. And I would prefer this than working 80 hour weeks.
0: Yeah. You value independence.
1: So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know what I'm going to do. Hardbitten is not supposed to be the most permanent thing ever, but that's why we celebrate each year that we're still here now that we've just reached three years. Great. That's amazing. Hopefully another year, maybe another
0: year after that. Maybe not. Maybe we'll only do it a few more months. Whatever I want. That's amazing because I feel like it's pretty rare for people who start businesses to walk forward with open hands because there is so much at stake. And so there's something that I love in your tone of, I'm going to follow the curiosity till it's not fun anymore. I have so many questions. I saw on Instagram that one of the things you like to do is ginormous spreads on tables for events. Mm -hmm. Where did that start? How do you even plan that? How far in advance do you need to plan that? It's magical. How?
1: Thank you. Those are our grazing tables. And it's like platters, meat, cheese, vegetable platters spread out nicely. The reason that they started is because I saw other people doing them and I thought that I know how to do that, and I'll do it too. Right? I know I. It's not that difficult. Sourcing everything, I think, is the hardest part. Getting all the correct meats, cheeses, vegetables, fruit. You're not just going to have apples, bananas, and oranges. You want the really nice fruit and things that you can't just get at your local jewel. Like I sourcing everything, I think, is the hardest. But grazing tables are probably one of our easiest things that we do. Because there's not any cooking involved. There's not a lot of production other than just cutting things and being organized. Yeah, they're a lot of fun and they look beautiful. And they're just, they're so much different than doing platters. I saw other people doing it and I said, why can't I do it? So I started doing it. I get to do whatever I want.
0: Which is lovely. Thank you. Because you have a very powerful curiosity. Mm -hmm. How do you even start planning something like that? Like, I am not a fancy meats person. My wife loves making charcuterie boards and all of that. But what's the process in your head when you're thinking about what goes with what? I just do whatever
1: I want. That's amazing. I, honestly, I see it and I'm like, that sounds good. That'll do. Yeah. I, I, I you should believe me that grazing tables are are like easiest items because I don't have to make anything. It's not like I make the cheese or the meats. And if I had to make the meats, that would take forever and that would suck. It's really not too difficult for me. I have been making platters like my entire career in restaurants and stuff. So it's not hard for me. And also there's so much inspiration online that I can pull up like a grazing table from some girl and -and so-and-so that she did and be like, oh, that looks great. I'm going to copy that.
0: That's so cool. And here we are. We're back to the open hands of what I love experiencing about you is not only are you open-handed towards yourself, but you're also open-handed toward others. Yeah, That's a big deal too. Thank you.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of people who don't really like the things I'm doing or the food that we do and that's okay. Eat it
0: or don't. And that's up to you. You enable people to have agency.
1: Yeah. I don't care. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. You can get your cake from me. You can get it from someone else. There are a lot other things to be worrying about. Mm. And if you're not happy with something that I have done for you, whether it's a cake, whether it's Pop-Tarts, whether it's a dinner, I hope that people have expressed, of course, we were upset the cake wasn't this or this wasn't this. I will always make it right. I will always Mm. try and make it right. I'm not like you're stuck with it. If the cake is not what you thought it would be, I will take it back and I will redo it for you. It is Mm. not that difficult. And if you're not happy, if something's wrong, I'll just refund the order. I want you to be happy. And I think that you were to actually reach out to like majority of my customers, you would find that that is my, like, I will work with you one-on-one until you are happy. Let me take the cake back. Let me take the whatever back and I will fix it. I'm so sorry. But if you don't like my food, don't order for me again. I don't.
0: Yeah. That just sounds like amazing boundaries though. On top of great customer service.
1: It's it's very one sided with me. If you want a refund, great. If you don't want a refund, I'll make it better. And if you don't want that, then I can you just not order from you then? If you're not happy, yeah. I don't. Not that, it's not that deep. I, right. There are so there are bigger things in the world to be worrying about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thinking about your culinary career across all of it, what has been a moment or a meal or a revelation or something that you've had that you are really proud of? Okay,
1: that there's a lot of answers to that, but I think the one that's sticking out to me is because of the example that I set in my kitchen, my cooks have learned from me by watching me mm-hmm. and respecting their work and the food. Mm -hmm. we respect the food this is stuff going into people's bodies and we care about what we do I show up every day I clean I'm here and to see my cooks like I don't need to yell at them and say hey this is wrong why is this wrong they just do it because Mm -hmm. I set that example Mm -hmm. and one of my cooks says to me the other day he says We were talking about respect for food, like why I respect the food and why we all need to respect the food. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, on my first day here, when I was just interviewing here, I saw you wash dishes. That is like the coolest thing ever. What boss starts a business and just happens to be here every day and is washing the dishes? Like he never complains about washing dishes. Yep. So I was really proud of that.
0: That's beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. Leading by example is, is really a big deal. Mm-hmm. like some of the places I've been most amazed is when I walk in and there is very little power distance mm-hmm. like yes you run the company and also you're a part of the everyday because I think we so often experience the leader as quite a few levels separated and unaware from right what the normal people are doing right and so that actually brings my heart a lot of joy to hear the Like you're creating an environment where everybody is on the same team. That's beautiful. That's rare. I love that. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I if I respect the food, they will respect the food. And you will be able to see the love and the respect that we show in our food just by eating a pop tart and saying, Wow, this was made by someone who gave a shit. When my cooks begin working for me when we're interviewing, even people who don't work for me, I always tell the same thing. If you are having a bad day. If you are sad, if you're mad about what's going on with you and your boyfriend and you got into a fight with your mom, it'll show in the food that something is wrong.
0: Mm. And
1: I would I would prefer you not be here at all. I know that life doesn't stop and we all have things going on, but you need to learn to be able to just kind of set it aside for a little while and put your heart and your work into what you're doing, whether you're a handyman, whether you're making food, whether you do nails, it all comes from love. And Again, if you are sad or going through something in the world, it'll show in the food. And I can always come in and look at it, something and be like, you okay today? So wow. we respect each other. We respect the food. We respect our kitchen. We clean every day. And I hope that it is a reflection on what I make and show to the world and say, look, I made this cake. But it doesn't look like much to you. But to me, there was a lot of love that went into this.
0: Yeah. Wow. That put mm-hmm. words to... Some feelings I had that didn't I didn't know had words. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. What's something you think people should know something more about in terms of cooking, in terms of your job, in terms of you name it? I hate when people
1: say follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. Do what you what you want to do? And I, I really only mean that in the terms of more of like maybe just the cooking world because I don't really know much. other worlds, other, other jobs. This isn't something where you can just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to open a business. I'm going to run a kitchen. I'm going to open a restaurant. It's like, I have this conversation with other people in the industry, like don't do this. It's really hard. It's not for weak people. And you are going to be working 24 hours a day. Even when you're asleep, you're going to be working because you're going to hear an email and be like, Oh my God, I got to respond to it because it's probably important and it is all of your customers are important and you want to make them feel important. It's expensive and it's not like we need more bakeries and more cake decorators and more cookies. Like
0: the this stuff is really hard. Yeah. Really take time to consider. And I'm,
1: you really need to consider it. I'm, I'm very cynical. I'm a pessimist. My business is called hard it's another word for cynical. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that I'm just more realistic. And in the beginning, when I started this, I think that's the reason why people gravitated towards hard bitten is because I was more realistic about things about the world and what was going on. Everything sucks. We're in a pandemic. Like, things really suck. Instead of me saying, everything's great. Everything will be fine. Everything will be over with and we'll be able to go back to normal. No, everything sucks. You should eat my food, though.
0: Yeah. That's the one thing everybody needs. That's the place of connection is around food, is around a table. I've come back to that point in so many of my interviews where we end up talking about what happens at the kitchen table. What happens when you do ingest food that is made with love and it is made with care. Mm -hmm. Like it has a very powerful outcome. Mm -hmm. And I love that you get to be a part of that. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much for your time. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for having me. So here we are. What a fun journey that was. Haley's story outlines so many aspects of curiosity that I personally want to embody. Like the ability to stay open with projects and experiments. Caring about what I create enough that I want to bring my best self always. And continuing to search for inspiration and seeing where the path leads. Haley, thank you so much for your time, your care for food, and your continued contribution of goodness into the world. If you've got a flavor of nerd that you want me to celebrate, I would love to hear all about it. So go ahead and email me at herewearethepodcast at gmail.com and tell me everything. I love taking time to sit and make space for nerd to be celebrated. If you really liked this podcast and want to financially support what I'm doing head on over to patreon.com, search for Here We Are The Podcast, and sign up for one of the many beautifully written support tiers. So until next time, don't forget that curiosity wins, and the world needs more nerds. Bye.